Sports Poppin' Sports fans, and welcome to the house. My name is Caleb Prozy, and joining me, as always, are my amazing co-hosts and wonderful friends, Naaman Smith and Caleb Confusioni. And on this podcast, we talk everything sports every week. And this week, we aim to discuss the hottest topics in sports. But before we start, I want to run it over to Naaman to give you guys a breakdown of episode 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we've had a few coaches fired around the NFL, uh, college sports, my favorite team, Auburn football, recently let go of their AD, their football head coach. Mm -hmm. The Celtics, their suspended head coach is moving places. Yeah. And the Nets fired their coach. There could be a connection there. I think so. Find out. Um, So we have NFL and college football news. We have some big games this week, especially in college football, up there in Athens, Georgia. And we have World Series updates. We're going to be, as we're recording, Game 3 is coming up. The series is tied 1-1. And we'll talk about our picks, finish up on that. And we have a few other breaking news stories for you as well. And I'll play it. I'll shift it over to Confusioni. All right, so first part of this episode, as usual, is going to be what's happening in the world of sports. We're going to be going through all the topics that Naaman just covered in a greater detail and a few more topics as well. So first things first, Auburn firing head coach Brian Harson. Mm. This is uh, this is huge. This is huge for you guys. Good I think news this was for the right fans. move for, uh, for the Tigers program. Obviously, I think this has been something that the fans have been wanting for a while now. Um, Auburn looking pretty bad so far this year. So we're hoping they can get someone new to come in there. Prime, maybe, to come in and... Uh, <laughs> he was shaking his head. I Yeah, no, I realistically... The I don't king think, of the swack? I, no way he's leaving Jackson No, no, State. no. I don't think Prime is the guy, but that has been a name that's been thrown around. Blaine Kiffin, another name that's been tossed around mm. for that job. I don't know how Naaman feels about that. As a Tigers fan, uh, that's kind of an interesting. That might be an interesting uh, pickup. Yeah. But uh, honestly, what, what is uh, how he feels? Yeah, you should throw it over here to the Auburn fans. Yeah. So uh, we recently let go of our AD, and we were not going to hire like or no, we weren't going to fire Brian until we hired a new AD mm-hmm. because that new AD had to give the thumbs up on firing Brian Harson, and so we just hired a new AD on Sunday. And Brian Harson was literally fired the day after. Connection, yes. Uh, so the the new AD, he came from Mississippi State. He was a baseball coach there. They actually came in second in wow. the men's college world series in baseball at Mississippi State. Yeah, great program. Um, great program. He was the coach there for nine years, and then he became the AD at Mississippi State for the past six years. Um, uh, Naaman's mentioning this because uh, my cousin's husband, Tyler Younger, was actually on the coaching staff for the Mississippi State baseball program that won the College World Series back in 2020. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pretty cool and connection there. Auburn's current baseball coach was actually an assistant yeah. under him. That's so, awesome. Really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, so like now talking about okay, we fired the head coach. I'm very happy about it. Brian Harson, he he could be a good coach, but he was in over his head at Auburn. Uh, he was just getting out recruited, and he was making game 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 mistakes. The main thing is like the fourth quarter comebacks. We had in one season alone, I think teams against us had like five fourth quarter comebacks mm-hmm. against us. And it's just like that's not the side you want to be on. You want to be on the side that's coming back to win, not the side that's giving up the wins in the fourth quarter. So um, looking at candidates that we could potentially look at, everyone's mentioning Dion because he's the flashy name. Yeah, right. And Dion will be making a move here very soon, but I hope – 
It's not to Auburn. Dion has no in-game coaching experience. The SWAC is a joke, no offense. But um, mm. going from the SWAC to the SEC, he would literally need to get every five-star player right now. He with, would. To be competitive in the SEC. Like every five-star player in existence, he would need every one of them to yeah. be like competitive. I think just the hype around Deion Sanders would give him at least a couple. I wouldn't say yeah. every single one, well, but like, come I, on. Yeah. That Travis would his, Hunter would He would him. need everyone. Yeah. Like, that would be his greatest strength would be recruiting. Yeah. Hands down. I mean, I think in, in the stretch, when you're playing tough SEC opponents week in, week out, I think he would start. To, he would definitely start to get out coached by sure, for every sure. other coach in the in that conference. Saban, Kirby Smart, those guys right. would hound him. But recruiting but like, wise, he could bring in. I don't think he'd bring in everyone he's saying. No, because or everyone he needs, like you're saying. Yeah. But I think he would. He could bring in. You know, he could bring in some talent for sure. Well, yeah. a good example of how strong and how hard it is to win in the SEC. Look at Jimbo Fisher, mm. a coach that yeah. won the national championship at Florida State University. Mm. Texas A and M literally just paid. Again, it's not confirmed, but it's under the table. They paid $12 million for their most recent recruiting class. They were the number one recruiting class. All that what is their money. record now? Yeah, I mean, they're they're, they're 500. They're, yeah, maybe, they're, maybe 500. they're 500 in the they SEC. They just barely lost. They actually put up a good fight against Ole Miss. So you're week, you're so. telling me a team that's three and five. A&M's right there with Auburn. Three and five, yeah. So a team that paid a bunch of money to get all the best recruits. And Jimbo's a better coach. Than Dion, yeah, like definitely, and Jimbo's going to bring in better players than Dion. So mm-hmm. again, that's why I say no to Dion. What I would go with is a proven coach on the field and in recruiting. Uh, there's a coach that has ties. He was born in Mississippi. Hugh Freeze, mm-hmm. big name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's at Liberty right now, a Christian school. That's they're cool. ranked. Liberty, they're, they're, they're ranked, ranked right yeah. now. They beat BYU, a ranked team. Uh, they're ranked currently. They're seven and one. They're, they're like, really hot. I'd like hot to see that. I'd like to see that. He he would be fine at Auburn. He would do a very good job. Uh, another one, everyone's saying is our number one target. We're gonna go all in for this guy, Lane Kiffin. I that guy. So I don't know what your guys' opinions on Lane Kiffin, but I'm, I'm not very fond of him. But I I could see that happening. I mean, I could see that not working out, but happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what about uh, Tennessee's offensive coordinator, Alex Golish? Golish? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are talking about him as well. I think that would be an interesting hire. So the reason why I want the first two candidates that I mentioned, uh, Hugh Freeze and Lane Kiffin, is because they're current head coaches or have been head coaches in the SEC in the past and yeah. have been very successful. Uh, Lane Kiffin's ranked in the top 10 right now at Ole Miss. No, 15. 15. 15. Well, he was they were right. sorry, sorry. He they was top it. 10. Yes. They've had some pretty upsetting and losses. And then Hugh Freeze had Old Miss, I think, within the past 10 years as number three in the country okay. at Old Miss. Yeah. So, why I don't want to do the Tennessee offensive corner at a big risk, again, big potential there. Not a proven. Not a proven yeah. head. High coach. ceiling, low floor. Yes. He, you don't know if he can lead a program. You know, there's a difference right. between being a good play caller and a leader of a program. That's true. For sure. And something that I'm dealing with currently, being a Florida State and an Auburn fan, one head coaching hire, like a bad head coaching hire, it's it's bad, but it's, it doesn't mean your program is bad. Yeah. Two bad head coaching hires in a row means you have a bad program now. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. Florida State definitely dug themselves out of a deep hole with hiring Mike Norvell. Like, just not, I mean, has his like has his like record proven himself? Not really. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's still like we're still barely bowl eligible. But like, 
he's just a good, solid coach who really wants this team to succeed. Whereas Willie Taggart just didn't have that same like drive and energy yeah. that Mike Norvell brings to FSU. Tiger dug us. Tiger dug us a ten-year rebuilding hole. Yeah, yeah. and Norvell Norvell knew that going in. He's right. he's fully committed to. That's why we're called. It's called the climb. Yeah, like right. we're climbing. To back to where this program is supposed to be. Yeah, back to standards. Back to you know standards of being ranked in the top ten most yeah. seasons. Standards of you know I mean at the very minimum being bowl eligible. But yeah, let's move into. Uh, did you have anything else on that? Yeah, yeah. two more things. Okay. So we had Delaney Pierce on, mm-hmm. uh, and she's a Carolina Panthers fan. Mm-hmm. Another name of importance, Matt Rule. The former I, Carolina yeah. Panthers head coach. Yeah. He's yeah. very good at recruiting in college. True. But leading guys that are dads and have families. Like, it, it's kind of like the Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's very good with younger guys. Like, guys mm-hmm. that he's only with, like, three years max. He's a good storyteller. A good leader. But once you get into the NFL, it's a different, it's a different beast. You're dealing with, yeah. like, guys that are in their 30s. Like, guys that have families. Like, mm-hmm. So, um... Matt Rule's a really good college coach, so that would be interesting. I agree, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and a few others, there's the Coastal Carolina coach would be interesting. Bill O'Brien, Alabama's offensive coordinator, would be interesting. I hate Bill O'Brien. Del McGee, Georgia's current offensive coordinator and run game coordinator. He was he was an Auburn grad. Um, Auburn actually did him dirty. But uh, it would be really cool if he could actually – if we hired him as a head coach. What do you think the odds are of them going in-house on this, though? Zero percent. Zero percent. Because, like, so. I think they're because the boosters controlled the Harson hiring and they realized what they wanted. I've talked to Chandler about this. I love Chandler. He's one of my best friends because he's an Auburn fan. So we talked. Shout out Chandler. Shout out Chandler. Mr. Holloway. Um, but um, I talked to him about it for an hour and we were talking about how, why they hired Harson and hopefully why they'll change. Harson is a controllable, moldable. Like, he's always going to show up in a collared shirt and khakis. You're never going to see him partying. You're never going to see him in shorts. He's who the boosters like to see. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. But was he a good coach? No. No. So, I think hopefully they get out of their comfort zone. Lane Kiffin, it, they call him a mad tweeter. He's like Elon Musk made a college coach. And, like, he's not controllable at all. Like, that guy, yeah. he's... Auburn's what, definitely got that kind of prestigious like we're like our football program like there's no wild things happening in Auburn like yeah, yeah, so yeah, I yeah, so I think that that would be interesting I think yeah Lane Kiffin's best fit would be Miami but again they, Miami already hired someone so that would be I like him at Ole Miss though like I know he's yeah, I know there's some he's drama a great, he's a great fit at Ole Miss but there's Auburn, a drama there but like yeah. I think okay yeah hopefully let's move into yeah, like, yeah, yeah Auburn good luck to you <laughs> hopefully you find someone who will put you back where the program needs to be thank you guys for um, spending time talking of course. Nice. Well, that's, I mean, it's, I mean, regardless of your <laughs> big news, you know, big news, like fangirling over Auburn all the time, like, hey, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> we need to talk about that anyways. That's big. So next up, we'll Wait, be- one more thing really? before we move on. This is not Auburn related, but okay. I just registered for the Taylor Swift concert. So now I'm a verified concert fan. So now I will Since get when do you have to register for concerts? For Taylor Swift? For Taylor Swift to get like the first act to yeah. get tickets. You, how, many, how, many step, like, how many steps is this process? Like, <laughs> Actually a lot. Just see her in person. I am now a Ticketmaster verified fan. I am not a bot according to Ticketmaster. So you're... Okay. So, so you... Okay. Dude, when so that goes actually, on sale, it's going to sell out like 20 minutes. Oh yeah. yeah and it's, it's just literally going to be resales. It's just going to be resale yeah, it's all going to be resale. 
But uh, so main thing, if you're if you're Swifty out there, make sure to be on the lookout for Swifty tickets. Be on. Don't like, get gypped. Don't get gypped. <laughs> Make sure your Swifty tickets are for thing. real. Hey, I've been I've been in the line for three hours today. Okay, so it finally happened during the podcast recording. Okay, now right, now 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 we've Sorry. covered we've covered Brian Harson, we've covered Taylor Swift. Now let's move on to uh, what is this? Some NFL trades. Okay, okay, that's what that's what I was gonna do. NFL trades. So we've got lots of them happening today with the trade deadline. We have Chase Claypool now on the Bears. Thank you. Here's a list. I was going to go off the top of my head. This is a quick stat, too. A quick stat. 12 players traded most on deadline day in the last 30 years. That's crazy. For the NFL, it's exciting. See, and I've been waiting for Jerry Judy today. And that has a. I guess I waited for Darren. I'm David Montgomery. Right? Give, give the no, no. It's four o'clock. Four o'clock. Okay, so it's over. But uh, give the list. So let's. We'll, we'll go with the give list. Give the highlights. So, you don't have to so give everybody. The, so the Broncos uh, trade Bradley Chubb over to the Dolphins. Chase Claypool, big name receiver out of Pittsburgh, over to you should give the Bears now. Wait, the Bears. Like, give a description of who they are. Bradley Chubb, star. He's a, he's a linebacker. Yeah, he's he's not. A, he's a linebacker, but he rushes a lot, so he's sort of a defensive end going to the Dolphins. Chase Claypool is you know, one of the like TikTok boys from the Steelers. He's a talented receiver. Going to the Bears would be interesting to see what Justin Fields can do with him over there. It's the just Lions, to give him some toys. Like it's just yeah, so like because this really, season's going downhill, they just need to give him something so he doesn't go crazy in the pocket. Yeah, and I, I think I think you know Fields is a guy that if he has a good cast around him, can succeed. He just doesn't have that cast. He's right looking now. good. He does. He, the past couple games, he's looked. A lot better, actually. So Lions give away their best player, in my opinion, tight end TJ Hawkinson, to the Vikings. You can see teams like the Vikings and you know the Jets going out and grabbing Robinson last week. Yeah. Teams like this who are contenders now, they haven't been contenders in past years, but this year they see they have the potential. To, like They're going all in, which is really fun to see. Uh, Calvin Ridley going to the Jags Ooh. from Atlanta. You you know No one's really seen Calvin Ridley in a while because he gambled and got suspended. That's a really complicated trade that we can get into in a minute. Yeah. Dolphins pick up running back Chase Ed- or I'm sorry, Broncos pick up running back Chase Edmonds from the Dolphins. Hmm. Uh, 49ers give up Jeff Wilson. Now they have McCaffrey. They give up Jeff Wilson to the Dolphins. That's cool. Um, let's see what else is on here that's of note. Um, Roquan Smith to the Ravens. That's, that's not big. even on this list. That's, that that's, happened. That happened yesterday. Uh, that yeah. happened a few days ago. That happened a few days ago. And but I think Christian that's McCaffrey too. We already, yeah, we talked about that. Talked about that. Yeah, we already talked about it. Yeah, and then there's a the few Bears, more on The Bears here. also were giving away, um, what's his name? They gave away Roquan Smith. They gave away, they got Chase Claypool. They didn't give away Montgomery. No, but there's another huge, John Sawyer is going to kill me for this, but I have no idea who the third person is. <laughs> it's not on this. It's, no, it's I don't think it happened list. today. Robert Quinn. To the that's Eagles. right. Oh, that's right. I know. I'm just saying that's a notable thing that yeah, the Bears have been true. doing. Uh, the only other one that's really of note that I, I mean, there's, I mean, all of these are obviously impactful. But uh, running back Zach Moss goes to the Colts from the Bills. Uh, that's interesting to me because the Bills Jonathan no. Taylor has been kind of a bust this year. The Bills really like just picked up Naheem Hines too yeah. from the Colts. So that okay. Yeah, so, it was, so it was that's a swap of running. Backs. Yeah, so that's a running back swap going on there. I don't, you know, it'd be interesting to see if Zach Moss ends up getting a good load of carries over in Indy just because of the way that Jonathan Taylor I think it'll be pretty split I think you know and I think there's some issues with that offensive line as well so there's a lot going on over in Indy that's just not good so far this year but lots of crazy trades going on that Calvin Ridley trade to me is so interesting and I think that's it's good for the Jags absolutely steal but I think it's good I think it's good for Atlanta too 
I think there's there's lots, and I, I don't know exactly how it works, but there's a bunch of conditions essentially where like, okay, if he makes the roster, like it's a five, a fifth round pick. Yeah. If he if you know if he gets a contract or something, it's a fourth. If he does, if he gets so much play time, it's a third, and then if he does something else, it's a you two. Swear, yeah. I think if he gets, just, I think if he gets a, a contract, he will be a wide receiver one, wide receiver two. Well, so that's oh, yeah. Easily. If he gets a contract team, yes. extension, it's a second round pick. That's what it is. Because it's okay. a 2024, okay. it would be for that second round pick would be for 2024. Well, what it yeah. means is they're investing into Trevor Lawrence, not for this season, but yeah. for the future. Well, no, yeah, because Doug Peterson, when he was hired as a coach, he said he had a two-year plan. Yeah. Everybody's expecting change right now. No, no, no. It's a two-year plan. Well, it's a very, yeah. very smart trade. Calvin Ridley is like a very it. good receiver. But also for the Falcons, what they're doing right now in Atlanta is very confusing. They're going to a running style offense, mm-hmm. and they have their wide receiver one in Drake London currently, and they have a tight end that is probably Kyle Pitts. yeah Kyle Pitts yep. that is like the number one mouth to feed, if not the number underused. two underused. So underused over there. Um, yeah, so we'll move on from the trades. Very interesting stuff going on there, but we're gonna now give some updates on Phillies and Astros and the World Series. How this is going so far. Uh, Prezi, what you got on that? I would, oh yeah, I'm very excited for this World Series. It's actually turning out to be great. Everybody always said Stroh's in four. So people were like, it's going to be, the Phillies are going to get demolished. But the Phillies actually took game one. They won six, five, and 10 innings. Sounds crazy. So it was a good, a great way to start off the World Series. Game two, the Astros struck back in Houston with a five to two win over Philadelphia. Dominant win. Dominant win. And then game three was supposed to be on Monday the 31st, but got postponed due to rain, but will be played tonight, November 1st. This is when we're recording at 8.03 p.m. What a treat, though. For the Phillies players? Yeah. Like, do you think they were allowed to, like, take their kids out trick-or-treating last night because it got postponed? I, I would imagine. What else would they have to do? Well, the Houston Astros players ripped to them. Like, yeah, they they're couldn't take their kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. So, that's it. Yeah. It's, it should be a good series. Everyone has underestimated the Phillies the entire postseason. Yeah. Bryce Harper's got a, a rage to him. Like, he is definitely he, not overhyped. He's Everybody always says postseason he's, yeah. to remember. He's... They've also got a very good Zach Wheeler, wonderful pitcher for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. I think he is just a dominant force. And if you start him within I – th- I don't know if he's already played, but it, I just think he is just a wonderful guy who can really just throw the least amount of pitches for the most amount of game. So uh, the Phillies owner actually said something pretty funny to Bryce Harper. after This is after they beat the Padres. He had a big home run against the Padres. He did, to seal it, basically. To seal it, yeah. To send them to the World Series. So Bryce Harper has a $330 million contract. And the owner walked up to Bryce Harper after the game and said, I wish I could give you more money. I feel like we're underpaying you. You just sent us to the World Series. I owe you way more than $330 million. Which is crazy. Everybody was so like, everybody was so against Bryce Harper because he left Washington to go to the Phillies and then Washington ended up going to the World Series and winning it. They won it the year after. They were like, wow, Bryce Harper was the problem. (laughs) Bryce Harper was the the kink that they had to get out of the way. But no, he wasn't. He just wasn't on the team that went to the World Series. I mean, teams are different year to year. They're never the same. Him on the Nationals, he was a, what do you call that? A... He was, he was just young. Like he had way too big of an ego. Yeah, he was just he young and he overconfident. Was the guy. 
he needed to be humbled. So yeah. him getting traded and on the Phillies that, now, he fits better. But seeing that his team after he left won the World Series, mm. that it sparked rage in him. Yeah. I, I mean, it would anybody. Yeah. If you're the role player of a team and you leave, it's like LeBron leaving Cleveland and then Cleveland winning a title. Yeah. But uh, let's see. Moving on to college yeah. football matchups. What's going on this weekend? Are we doing college, college football, football right now? Do oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, a, sorry. We've got a couple other yeah, yeah, things the, first. The NBA hiring. So let's yeah. talk yeah. about so Steve Nash parting ways. Parting ways. It was mutual. Nets. It was mutual. That was, was a good. Mutual. That was good. That was and good now, so they're going to hire Udoka. They're going to hire Udoka, right? He's suspended Celtics from the Boston Celtics suspended. for having a relationship with a female worker in the Celtics organization. Mm -hmm. And so he is seasonal, like he was a season long suspension. The assistant coach is actually doing some pretty good things. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I think they're, yeah, they want to stick with him. So Udoka, most likely they said in the next 24 to 48 hours is going to sign with the Nets. That's crazy. So he didn't break any NBA rules. But he got suspended by the team. He broke Celtics rules. He broke Celtics, Celtics rules. It's an old style. Like it was a consensual relationship. I don't know too much about it, but they don't know who the woman is yet. Like they haven't identified the woman. But huh. I think it's, it's just it's just because they work together. It I, just I don't causes think anything... conflict. It just causes like I mean you can't. I don't know. I guess the Celtics just see it as a distraction. Well, yeah, it's, Even a, it's, it's a, a workplace relationship. Yeah. A lot of workplaces yeah. don't allow that. And if not, then you have to get into different divisions in the work. Yeah. Like, yeah. But uh, it's interesting. The Nets are for consensual relationships. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, well, she works for the Celtics. He's going to be a Nets coach. So yeah, really, so they can date if they want to. Fair. Yeah, because it was not, I mean, it's nothing with the relationship itself. It's just the fact that it was in one organization yeah. yeah and i think steve nash so. is going to get a good job somewhere i mean he's steve nash yeah. like he's not some watered down washed up old nba player like he was a very good nba yeah. player with he, a was, lot of skill. he was getting tired of like katie just, and Kyrie. yeah he was getting tired of having to answer for all the nets drama every day <sighs> yeah it, being, like, being a head exhausted. coach for Kyrie irving has got to be the worst job yeah. in the nba the guy who thinks the world is flat like come on thinks bro. the world is flat and endorses anti-semitic movies <laughs> oof yeah but, but uh, so, so we got one more thing to cover real quick the michigan versus michigan state game yep there four, was a little four bit players. of all four players suspended now um and obviously was, michigan won this game pretty convincingly but what's more what's awful. more uh of what's more noticeable rather than the score is actually the brawl that took place so it was awful yeah like it was like four michigan state players against mm -hmm. one michigan player and like they used their helmet to like hit him and stuff. I'm like you're guys i get it it's a rivalry but like come on if i played for florida state and i was playing uf that that wouldn't be my reaction to use my helmet to beat somebody up in the tunnel yeah that is so uncalled for that is such a bad look for michigan state's program horrible and michigan too and michigan too that one player is going to taint that for the rest of the season like that's gonna come back in I, his I, life I, I, no i think you're over like it's not that bad for the programs i think people will forget about it in like three weeks for michigan, i think for michigan, michigan state. state but no, i think it's bad for the suspended. person i think it's bad for the person because he's going to get a criminal charge but i think the bigger story is the one tunnel like i think they're going to do away with they a lot of the one tunnels and have stadiums. way more they police should, yeah have police escort each team out separately but yeah that's what they're supposed to do but police don't do that okay like, but the they're police, probably gonna take it more seriously like, now yeah, but I would you can't so. control 80 play like you can't you like, just send them out at different times yeah. i don't know why they get sent out at the same time but sometimes yeah. it just happens like that. that that again that's what happened with this one is the police were blocking the exit so that michigan players didn't get through but two or three did 
And, like, why did they want to go through with the, and walk through the tunnel with the Michigan State players? I don't know, but they did. I mean, I think the police. if I'm a player, at least, if I'm a player, I'm going to be more cognizant of that. Like, if I'm if I'm on Michigan, say, in this example, like, or say 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 at Florida, Florida State, right? If I'm Florida and I'm in Doak, I'm going to wait until Florida State exits the field, until for myself to exit the field, just because I don't want anything like this to go down if someone's mad at me or whatever else, like, I don't want an incident like this to happen again. So I feel like the players, to an extent, too, probably be a little bit more cognizant of, like, leaving at separate times just in case anything crazy were to go down. Yeah, but I mean, like, security has got to step up at, like, well, they should. Events. They because should. did you see Stefan Diggs when he walked out of the tunnel with the whole Green Bay Packers team and was jawing at Jair Alexander? Like, walked out of the tunnel with that team and just started, like, getting in his face. I'm like, what? Who's controlling Stefan Diggs? Like, yeah. get yeah. him back in the tunnel. Yeah. Like, that is on that not only on him, but that's on the coach. He just yeah. let his star player run out on the field with the Green Bay Packers. Like, mm. that's terrible. All right, well, moving on. I'm just gonna run through really quick for uh, college football, and then we'll dish it over to Naaman to do some college football. Wait, you mean? Uh, I mean, I'll do the NFL real <laughs> quick. Sorry. Let's the NFL. So NFL, congratulations, Caleb. Your Saints destroyed Devonte Adams and the Raiders, 24 to nothing. Yeah, 24-0. Dennis Allen, revenge game. Used to coach the Raiders a while back. Didn't have too great of a career with them, but he... I don't... I mean, we're maybe back on track now. Defense looks way better than Alvin the Kamara showed up, which was great. Alvin Kamara showed up for, you know, broke his little touchdown uh, drought, so that was good for the Saints and for my fantasy team. Um, but yeah, I mean, shoot, we're still in the race for this division. We're 3-5. and five. Atlanta, leads, Atlanta leads at 4-4, four and four, so I think there's still a lot of talent in this division. I think there's still a lot of talent in Tampa Bay. They're 3-5, and five, but I think they're better than 3-5. and five. I think most people know yeah. that just with the, the caliber of players that they have on the team, but hey, we might be... We might, we're, we're still in the race, so... It's just about how we play from here on out. We just got to execute. So. Yeah, very. I'm, I was very surprised to see it. I know I picked the Raiders. I thought, but Darren Waller was also out, which affected their offensive scheme. Yeah. I know yeah. they trust in Darren Waller a lot. I do for my fantasy team. But yeah. But moving forward, the Jags go to London to face the Broncos, and they mm. absolutely choked. Yeah. They gave Russell Wilson his one of his first wins in a while, and Russell Wilson's a weird dude. He's a weirdo. Him like working out on the plane. Working out on the plane. Like literally <laughs> like doing that little like meditation mind right thing on the field. I like don't understand it. And then his interview, he just looked socially awkward. Like he didn't know how to talk to the reporter. Bro, he's a weird guy. And like if I'm if I'm his teammate on the plane, like I'm what sleeping. The, what am I like what do you even think? Like what do you think waking up and you know Russ is like doing high knees on the aisle? I'm like, that's so, like stick your foot like, out and yeah, I think it was a nightmare, bro. so, and I'm like, I don't know if he's winning. If if that team has is a one loss, two loss, undefeated team, that's one thing. They're so bad this they're, year. It's like three and five. What's he doing? Yeah. yeah. So, but you said he's a weird guy. He is a Christian though. Like that is cool. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I'm not saying anything. you can be a Christian to be weird. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's weird. There's a lot of a little bit weird. Yeah. 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 That's but uh, just, he's just on a. He just gets noticed for being. Trevor. Weird. Trevor's making <laughs> stupid mistakes. Um, Etienne had a wonderful game. I think when we used, I, I said it before. I mean, this was just an example with James Robinson because I haven't seen much of Etienne. But when we utilize the run, we score and we do better. Like mm. we almost beat the Broncos 
which that's not saying much, but still a lot where a lot of, if not all, of the Jaguars games this season have been decided by less than one score. Very few points. You should yeah. have beaten the Broncos. I said that this to Confusioni. I said we're literally the flip side of what the Giants are. Yeah. But let's talk about those fins. Fins, fins up, up, baby. I mean Dolphins, they're looking the good. The Lions, the Lions should have won. They're I, what should have is not correct. They, I think they, they had a have. chance to win. They played well enough to win, but no, they didn't deserve. They it. choked harder than the Jags. The, the Dolphins played way better than the Lions in that game. But in the first half, about, the Lions played. The Lions. The Lions came played out better swinging, in the first bro. half. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, that's my opinion. Tua though keeps underthrowing passes. It's so annoying. It's like it, why is that surprising though? Like, isn't that what he always does? Yeah. Well, it's just like... Like, that's Tua. Now he's doing it with good receivers, so it's just annoying. Yeah, like, Tyreek has, like, burnt his guy. He's, like, five yards past his defender, and then he has to come back and, like, catch it in the air and get, like, tackled. And I mean, I like, guess Ugh. he's just not used to that speed. Like, he, like he's like, oh, my gosh, he's already 50 yards down the field. I got to chuck this thing 55 yards, yeah. and I'm only going to chuck it 50. That's yeah, what yeah. I plan to do, but he's just so fast. Oh, yeah. Him yeah. and Jalen Waddle. Like, Jalen Waddle, They're they underrate his speed so much. Like, have, his agility. Oh, not his, his quickness. They have track stars there. They, yeah. uh, and also Raheem Mostert. All three of them ran track in college. So Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it, they're, they're fun to watch. I, I'm... Honestly, like I am excited for the Finns just because obviously in today just with the trade deadline and them making two moves, like they're all in this year. Yeah. They're doing yeah. everything they can to make a run yeah. and uh, they should have traded for a quarterback. Mm, I say well, given time. No, no, obviously not. Like, but it would have been cool if we did. Two two quick games I want to mention just as this is the Giants actually lost this week to Seattle. Crazy. Gino yeah. absolutely tore him up. I, uh, I mean, it was I actually lost. Like they deserved to lose. I mean, I I was surprised. I thought it was going to be a better game than what it was. I mean, that's fair. It's yeah, fair. I but, mean, deserved yeah. to lose, yes, but I think most people thought the Giants were going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. And then the ending one is the Jets fall in a divisional matchup against the Patriots. I don't believe the Jets should have lost. I don't understand. Literally, the Patriots have no receiving core whatsoever. It's called Mac Mastermind. It doesn't know. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is. He's got to go. He's just that good at scheming against like rookie or young quarterbacks. He's I, very good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I it guess the Jets. Sense, I mean, and the Jets just did. lost a key piece to their offensive scheme. James Robinson, obviously, like, did he even play? I don't even know if he played. No, but so. even if he did, he doesn't know the playbook. Like, it's just an off week. But now they're going to play the Bills next week, which yeah. is he ooh. had five carries. That should be he had five. Should yeah. Be. See, like, he doesn't like Christian McCaffrey's first week in San Francisco wasn't anything great. Like, but yeah, but now, but give him a week. I'm just saying, like, yeah. give James Robinson a week, and he might be able to fill that gap that Brees Hall left. Now, sure. yeah, okay, I know this isn't on the docket, but can we just talk about the 49ers real quick? That wonderful, wonderful. Like, I know, okay, I said a couple weeks Patrick ago, like, for CMC, bro, or maybe last week, I was like, McCaffrey on that team doesn't mean that this this team is now a contender. I I, I retract that. Uh, yeah, me too, bro. <laughs> like, like that, I, him being added onto this team now. Seems like they have an energy that is completely unstoppable. They are, and especially how bad the NFC this is, the NFC is this year. They have a genuine chance at being in the NFC Championship game at the end of the season. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where they go. I'm not the biggest 49ers guy, but they are fun to watch. Right they, yeah, very fun to watch for sure. All right, moving forward, we've got our college football week. It was a pretty good week in college football. I mean, there were some pretty good upsets. There was a good win by FSU. Oh, yeah. uh, we'll get into it. Um, all right. Um, All right. Yeah. So we're getting ready for the two-minute drill. Three, two, one. Yeah. So uh, FSU hosted a game. Uh, we beat Georgia Tech 
41 to 16, and we improved to five and three. Yep. That's awesome. We're one game away from being bowl eligible. Very excited about that. And then another an important thing to note is Ohio State versus Penn State. It was last week's big game of the week mm-hmm. in Ohio State in the fourth quarter. Unfortunate. Uh, yeah, they just separated themselves from 20, Penn State. 28 points. Yeah. 28 points in, I think uh, it was like five or six minutes. Yeah. Crazy. crazy. Marvin Harrison Jr., remember the name. Best receiver in college football right now, and he's gonna be he's gonna be a really good NFL team's wide receiver one in the coming years. Uh, Kansas State steamrolls Oklahoma State forty eight to zero. Oklahoma State was number nine, and Kansas State shut them out. That shocked me. That was unbelievable. And then another top ten team that lost was number ten Wake Forest. They lost <laughs> to Louisville forty eight to twenty one. Crazy. crazy, crazy, crazy. Wake Forest stays ranked. Five teams ranked uh, ACC yep. teams in the poll. Five SEC teams ranked. All the SEC teams are ranked in the top 15, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool to see. The um, I think it's the – no, the Big 12 is the least yeah. amount of teams, I believe, still. But uh, UCF upsets Cincy 25-21. UCF is now ranked, which is interesting. And then moving on to this week's matchups, we have a few great matchups. Alabama at LSU – LSU's red hot right now. Alabama's hurting. So yeah, we'll are. see how that one turns out. It's always hard to win down there in Baton Rouge. Uh, mm-hmm. Any other big notes? Wake Forest goes to NC State. Big ACC matchup there. Uh, and then the the big one of note, a top two matchup. Tennessee going to Athens, Georgia. That's a crazy game. Yeah. I don't know who's going to win that one. That one's who. Do we want to what talk about that? Say, yeah. What are your thoughts about that? Um, I would love for Tennessee to win. I know that. I know that some people would disagree. Yeah. Actually, I know one man who would disagree. I'll be right back. All right. Yeah. So Caleb's gonna go grab our uh, iconic Georgia Bulldog fan to get some insight on this. But Chaz Ferguson. Chaz Ferguson will be in here momentarily. But yeah, I uh, I think Tennessee's gonna win this game too. Mm-hmm. I just think they're, I mean, watching them against Kentucky uh, in, in all phases of that game absolutely obliterated them. Yeah. So they just look so, so good right now. And we're not doing picks right now, but I'll say not so fast. All right, I'm back. So I brought him. See. What's up, guys? Our, our Georgia Bulldog fanatic, yeah. Chaz Ferguson. So uh, who are you? What uh, year are you, and what's your connection to UGA? I am Chaz Ferguson. Twenty six. Yeah. Closer. No, you're good. No, you're good. You're I'm Chaz Ferguson <laughs> senior. You smell good. Thanks, man. I just got a shower. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I finally got to use soap. It's been like forever. <laughs> um, but uh, typical Georgia fan. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we don't afford it up there. But um, <laughs> I'm from Macon. Uh, I was just born and raised UGA fan. Nobody in my family went to Georgia. None, none that I know of. But. I'll just raise this one. Okay. Is Mercer there? Lincoln? Yeah, Mercer's in Macon, yeah. Okay. Um, yes. Good school. What's your best memory of Georgia football? I went to the, oh, was it 20, I think it was 2014 Georgia LSU game. Um, that was crazy. And we got in for free. Oh, what? So, yeah, it was great. What? That was great. Yeah, I just handed out some like FCA magazines beforehand and got in for free. Mm. So, okay. Trying to be as unbiased as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had to list what UGA has to do to win this football game. So, for those that don't know, number two Tennessee is going to number one Georgia this weekend. A 3.30 CBS. What does Georgia have to do to win this football game? And what, what are the things they need to avoid doing as well? 
things they needed to avoid doing is any busted coverage. Um, we saw a little bit of that in the Florida game um, this past weekend in the third quarter. Um, Got to contain first first off, Hendon Hooker. Yeah, he's insane. He's wonderful. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's great. He's great wonderful. at football. Yeah, he's also a pretty Christian. good football player. Hyatt? Also a Christian. Whoa. Too. Whoa, very cool, very nice. Um, the receiver Hyatt. Is yeah. also wonderful. Jalen Hyatt, dog. I think, dog. He has the mo- I think he has the most like res- like touchdowns in school history at this point in the season. He has like fourteen. Yeah. Yes, yeah, insane. So, um, you got to contain both those guys. Uh, well, you know what's crazy? Little little tangent. Stetson Bennett has more passing yards than Hendon Hooker does. Really? Yes. Interesting. I did not know yeah, that. It's crazy. What? I did not know that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, Hendon Hooker has probably like. Twice as many touchdowns and like he has, a fraction of the interceptions. He has eleven more yards. <laughs> there you go. Hey, it's more yards though. Um, so yeah, contain Hooker, contain uh, uh, Jalen Hyatt. Their defense. I'm not. I'm not so sure about Tennessee's defense. Mm. I don't know if they've mm-hmm. played an offense quite like Georgia's offense. I think. I think Georgia's getting their uh, best receiver, Ad Mitchell, back this week. Mm. That being said, they just lost their best um, defensive player, Nolan Smith. Yeah. Their uh, yeah. best edge yeah, rusher. Right. Uh, yeah, pectoral tear. Um, Robert Beal is probably going to take his place. He led the team in sacks last year, so I think they'll be okay. Mm. Um, a guy named Chaz Chambliss. We have the same first name, so basically the same person. He's also <laughs> probably going to be playing a little bit in that spot, too. Oh, well. um, what's the spread for this game? Eight and a half? Eight and a half. UGA is favored eight and a half. Yeah. I think Tennessee covers. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. So the cheapest ticket right now, if anyone's interested in going, on ESPN they say the cheapest ticket is five hundred and seventy-six dollars. My That's word, crazy. That's uh, worth. Why it? is this a three thirty game? Because that's CBS is like prime. CBS prime. I, any SEC game, that's their prime. This should be under the lights. No, this no, no, no. I, I want to. I want to see it under no. the lights. Well, no, no, no. Any big SEC games, three thirty. I mean, I get I that. I'm just saying this is a caliber game that should be under lights. Yes, one v two. Should well, be tied a, for two, but yeah, still one v two. Yeah. In the playoff ranking, dropped tonight, so might, Tennessee might be number one. True, they could be. That would they very well could be. Do you think they deserve to be number one? I think they have the well, best. Honestly, that would give Georgia a lot of motivation. Yeah, yeah. I just think I think Athens is just going to like rock the place, though. Like if this game was in Tennessee, I would be like a little more confident in Tennessee. But yeah, I think a lot of fans are going to come from Knoxville. Don't get me wrong. Oh, they're going to. They're, they're coming a lot. Rocky Top is coming to Athens. <laughs> There's a reason yeah. why tickets are worth so much right now. Yeah, yeah. but that's Georgia. I do and think Tennessee that student fans. section. Have you ever seen that Georgia student section? It's insane. It's insane. Their fourth quarter, which. You showed me the fourth quarter tradition or whatever, where the red lights come on and it's just like the whole stadium is just Well, that's red. only night games. It's not going to be. Like, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But they do a fourth quarter tradition when the uh, band plays Krypton and uh, everybody does the foam light thing. Yeah, it's that's like, enough. That'll do it. Yeah. That's cool. That'll do it. You know, Rocky, Rocky Top's been bouncing this, this year, though. Yeah. Really true. Yeah. yeah. So, other points of note. Oh, jeez. Oh, I just sprayed myself in the face with water. Uh, okay. <laughs> So, do you think if one of these teams loses, Georgia or Tennessee, do you think they have the resume to make the college football playoff this year? There's only four teams that make it. I, that that's a, that's a tough question. What it's a tough think? question because the answer the answer is pro- yeah probably so, but you have to you have to take into account the other people, other people, other teams that might go into it. I just no yeah I think Tennessee for sure if they lose this game. They still have the resume. They already beat Bama. Yeah. They beat Bama. Like, Georgia has been number one for, like, a solid, like, what, five weeks in a row, six weeks in a row? Yeah. So, like, they've remained at the top for this long. I think that they have – they're not going to drop lower than four. Like, 
I don't, I don't, I don't see I don't that happening. Also, Especially for the George's, college football playoff, no way. For Georgia's credit, Oregon looks really good now, which makes them makes win. Makes that look a lot better. Bo Nix said that if, if they were to play this week, that they would beat them. Do you see that? I don't know about that, but it would be close. Yeah. It would be very close. They would score yeah. a touchdown. Within a possession or two, but I don't think. I'll, I'll, I'll I don't think. I mean, mm, oh, it yeah. would not happen. I they, There's a chance they could win, but like Warren There's always a chance. chance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but is, move into the picks. Yeah, yeah, we can move into the picks. We can start Let's with see. college football. Yeah, we can start with college football. We can honestly start with that game. Do you want to stay, stay on, on for the picks? Sure. Yeah. Sweet. Yes. Good luck. Surprise guest, folks. Guess what? He's staying. <laughs> so we're going to go into college football. We're going to start with our first game. FSU goes down to Coral Gables, Florida to face Miami. Ooh. Big rivalry week here. It's Miami hate week. So. Hey, he starts off crazy. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to go Knowles, obviously. I think they're just – even if I wasn't a fan of FSU, they are the better team. Miami is too inconsistent, and I do not like Mario Cristobal. Mm. Chaz, you're up. FSU, and not be, not just because I go here, but because Miami's been absolute dog water this yep. season, um, especially like last week. What even was that against yeah, I, mm, Four that? overtime? It was ridiculous. No, not really – no touchdowns. Like, it's just – it was a kicking game. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to go uh, Miami. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to go Florida State. Uh, I think Florida <laughs> State will win it. Uh, I think the lucky 1,000 fans that will be there, you know, they'll see Florida State win. So. <laughs> I think a lot of FSU fans yeah. are going to show up. Honestly, yeah. I think it's going to be a friend Jay Floyd's going, I believe. Really? Yeah. Sick. He's going with his dad. Yeah. So. I've got FSU. Miami stinks. They're so bad. Stinks. Or they just stink. Yeah, why are they so stinky? They just stink. They're just smelly. They're gross. <laughs> And I cannot stand them. Um, they're going to lose so bad. All right, next, next, game. By nine. next game. I should have saved this for last, but I'm going to do this now. Number two, Tennessee goes to Athens to face the Bulldogs, who are ranked number one in the nation. I'm going to go Tennessee on this one. Mm. I think Tennessee has the weapons. I think that Hendon Hooker is a very decisive man with a great receiver on the outside. And I think they can hold up in Athens. Yeah, I mean, I respect that. Uh, <laughs> I, I disagree. I'm going to go with dogs. The dogs. They're going to go, all right? And um, I, I think that Georgia's going to win. Um, I do believe Tennessee's going to cover the spread. But uh, Georgia's going to finally decide to play four quarters of football. Okay. And That'd Tennessee's nice. not it, Yeah, it was the Florida game that made me a little weary, though. Yeah, so definitely. What about you, Confuge? I wish I could go with the dogs, but I have to go with the Vols. Uh, I just – Tennessee's so hot right now. Georgia's just looked vulnerable in a couple of games, I feel last like. Last week, especially. Last week, um, you could even argue App State a little bit. I know you, you probably... App State? App State, yeah, you mean I'm sorry, Mizzou. Uh, Mizzou. Missouri. Mizzou. And Kent State. That's Kent State, not App State. Kent State, yeah. Just a little bit vulnerable in some places. I think Tennessee would take advantage of that, and I've got the balls. But Georgia, probably still in the college football playoff. Not so fast. I'm not going to say the D word like you just said, or like... That, that like that excited about it, oh. but I'm gonna go. I think Georgia's gonna win this game. What? It's, it's really and, fun to say. It hurts to say. Again, as an, a lot of Auburn fans are cheering for Tennessee because Auburn fans literally that we cheer for anyone versing Bama or mm-hmm. Georgia. But if I put all my money on it, I think Georgia's gonna win this game. I think all your money. Georgia's just really good. They've been preparing for this game for the past like two or three weeks. Yeah, they, they're getting ready. They they are ready. They got way better players than Tennessee. All right, two more games on so. my dock. I've got number six Alabama goes to Baton Rouge to face the number fifteen team in the country, Jeez. the Tigers. I'm gonna go Jeez. Bam on this one. They want to win. They're angry. They want to prove Nick Saban especially wants to prove that he is the SEC. 
which I don't think so, but I just think he wants that. So I'm going to go Bama. I think Brian Keller is, is hungry to make a great, decisive first win as a head coach, right? I mean, his legacy would be, like, so different if he were to finally beat Alabama, right? Yeah, his would. first year. That being said, I think Alabama is going to make an example out of Brian Kelly and LSU. It's not even going to be. It's not even going to be funny. I mean, it's going to be bad. I th- I'm, I'm taking uh, Alabama on this one. Sweet. Uh, I think Alabama will win. Cool. Confused. Uh, I wish I could say the Tigers were going to win this game. I think it'd be awesome. I'd love to see those Cajuns raging, but <laughs> I think the tide's going to roll. Saban is going to make an example out of the LSU Tigers. Um, unfortunately, their little hot streak will come to an end this week. Yeah. Last game, I've got number five, Clemson, going to Notre Dame to face the Fighting Irish. Hmm. I think this is – I put this on here because I think that this is actually a good game. Notre Dame has showed some spark. In this back half of the season, I do think that Clemson is susceptible to a loss. And I honestly believe that Notre Dame can keep this game close. I'm going to go Clemson, but I think this is a game to watch for sure. Fair. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Notre Dame on this one, surprisingly. Um, I think Clemson is very vulnerable. I Two don't ranked think they're the wins. Fifth best. Yeah, I don't think they're the fifth best team in the country. I'm going to take, going to take Notre Dame. Wow. I could regret it later when we're doing the standings, but I'm going to do Notre Dame as well. I think this is an upset watch. I knew it was a good game to put on here. Yeah. Uh, I think, see, Notre Dame just literally went to, like, New York and beat Syracuse in New York. Yeah. So I think that at home, I think Notre Dame, as long as they're okay with the pressure, like, on Friday night, they're hanging out with their girlfriends and stuff in, like, in Indiana at home. And then can they turn it on that next day? True, you know, true. Get out of their comfort zone. Get excited. They're going to need to show up to be Clemson. That's true. Yeah. I was going to go Clemson up until like thirty seconds ago. Mm. I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Fighting Irish on this oh, one. Wow. Too. I just think, I just think here's what I think. I just think I just think that Clemson always finds a way. See, but, but they Clemson, lose see, one game a year. Much less. On, on the flip side of that. I feel like Clemson's due. I think yeah, that's I said that. I, I, it's on, we recorded it. They I'm just saying. I said they're susceptible to a loss. I just don't think Notre Dame's going to be the team that okay, they They should have lost in New York to Syracuse. They should have lost to Wake Forest. They, I mean, we probably gave them the least effort out of three of those, but we could have beat them, honestly, if we would have just had a couple plays go our way, a couple, like, mental errors just not made. Yeah. I think Clemson's do. I think also, Fighting Irish can You win. say they're susceptible to a loss, but you're not picking them this game. Because so don't say later way. when you're like, oh, well, I said I think they're No, I, I picked Clemson. I'm going I'm, Clemson. I, I'm just well, saying that lose. I think that it's going to be a close game, and I could see it going either way. But if I were a betting man, I would put my money down on Dabo Sweeney. On to the NFL. Now, moving over to week nine of the NFL, the Raiders go to Jacksonville to face the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I really want the Jaguars to win, so I'm going to pick them. Dude, this game shouldn't even be televised. Hey, man. <laughs> go Jags, baby. Who do you got, Chaz? Uh, Jags, sure. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going Jags, too. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I've picked the Jags ever since like we got <laughs> on the train in week two, and they've lost every game week I've picked them. three. Whatever it is, I'm going with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. I think they're going to win. Great game coming up. I want Chase Claypool to learn the playbook before this game because the Dolphins are coming to Chicago to play the Bears. Mm. I've got the Bears. 
That's an awful pick. Yeah, that's that's awful. <laughs> I think Tua struggled a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we talked about him underthrowing, and I think Justin Fields is looking comfortable. So I'm going to go Bears. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Dolphins. Bears just lost Roquan. He's a dog. Yep. Dolphins. Yep. I, I, the only way that I could see the Dolphins losing is if Tua like has a problem with playing in the cold, but he, I don't think he does. So I'm going to go Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going to go Dolphins as well. The Bears... Bears stink too. They don't stink. stink. They, their I, I defense just, stinks, and the Dolphins' offense is hot. Like you said, they just lost Roquan. That's huge. That's like their leading. And, and Robert but they Quinn. gained and Robert Quinn, Chase Claypool. They, they yeah they they. Gained I just want to see that star. star. What <laughs> is that? True. I mean, yeah. With also with Darnell Mooney though, they're gonna have to put their this is what this is what me and John Sawyer were talking about. They're gonna have to put their best corner on one of them too. Yeah. Think about that. Moving forward, Bills go to New York or New Jersey to face the New York Jets. I'm going to go Bills on this one because it's a 15 and a half spread. But I think the Jets, as James Robinson learns to get comfortable, this will be a learning game for him. Bills. Okay. Uh, it's 13 points only now. Okay. It's a spread. But I'm going to go Bills too. Yeah. I'm going to go Bills, but I think the Jets cover. Exist. That's fair. Thank you. Okay. That's fair. Love them Jets. Moving forward. We've got the Packers going to Detroit to face the Lions. I would love for the Lions to win so bad. I think they can do it. I think that game against Miami was great. They just need to close. So if they can close, which I think they can against Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to go Lions. That's fair. Um, I think I'm going to go Packs on this one, but who knows? I have no idea. I have no idea on that one. (laughs) That's fair. Um, I'm going to go... So the Packers have lost three in a row. Mm-hmm. I think this week it'll be four. Yep. I'm gonna go Lions because they're playing in Detroit, and Detroit's offense is always red hot in Detroit. Yep. I'm gonna go with Detroit too because they always tend to get in shootouts. They score a lot of points. Packers offense has not been scoring hardly any True. points lately. Yeah. Uh, their wide receiver one right now is looking like Romeo Dobbs, who's a rookie, and it all depends on how confident he's going to be. Mm-hmm. And that's just not something I really want to bank on. Yeah. Um, yeah, this line's offense is really good. I think they're going to score a lot of points and win. Monday night football, Baltimore heads down to the Caesars Superdome to face the mm-hmm. New Orleans Saints. I really am split. This is the one game I was very Why? back and forth about. Reason to be because they just added Roquan Smith. Too. They did just add Roquan Smith. <laughs> yeah, Andy Dalton's on the other side. You're though. right. The Red Rifle's going to shoot today. I'm going New Orleans. <laughs> I'm going Baltimore. Sorry, Caleb. Actually, not sorry. Roquan, baby. I'm not fair. I feel like this is so easy for me. It's Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone said last week, and then we shut out the Raiders. Well, the Raiders are in Baltimore. The Baltimore Ravens will actually make the playoffs, but they will make okay. the playoffs by winning this game and improving to six and three. So, you know, I have New Orleans. Uh, last week, our defense finally got clicking. Um, I think this week's going to be definitely more of a challenge with Lamar um, on the other side of the football, um, not Derek Carr. So this will definitely be different for us. However, we have a solid defense. If our offense can put up. 24, 27-ish points, maybe 28. I think we can sneak away uh, with a win on Monday Night Football. One more thing of note. An important game that we're not going to include is between two struggling teams, the Rams at the Bucks. Both teams are like three and five. I don't care. We're not going to include that, (laughs) but a year ago, both those teams were like Super Bowl bound almost. They suck, dude. Yeah, but so... 
Yeah. So thank you guys to everyone who tuned in to episode 10 of the To The House podcast. We want to thank Chaz for being a surprise guest picker and Georgia Bulldog fanatic. And this podcast continues to get even better each week. I know we love doing it. It's a oh, yeah. valid part of our week. We love to sit down and just talk sports with one valid. another. Valid. Uh, we can't wait to cover more sports next week. And as always, this is Naaman, Caleb, and Caleb signing off. Woo!